The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. What else do we need to talk about? I can hear you. I can't hear you. Y'all are on the air, you know that. No. Good morning, Rutherford <laughs> County. You know, that that's typical of bank people. They, 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 they simply just, um, they don't talk to anybody except themselves. <laughs> well, it, not- it, it's amazing. We we have to talk to other people, Truman. That's that's part of what we do for a living. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for your uh, little gifts this morning. You're very welcome. Y'all yeah. have been very good to me over the years at oh. Pinnacle Bank, and uh, you guys are special. We appreciate the friendship, and uh, hope you have a Merry Christmas. You guys, too. Uh, there's uh, You mentioned it this morning, and I had completely forgot until you guys came in. There's some interesting traffic going on out there uh, uh, between here and Nashville. Actually, we're just out. I don't know. Is it in the city limits? I guess it is, isn't it? Where the the old Horde property? Um, that's a good question. I should know the answer to that. So it is certainly um, between city limits. So, for example, the city, it may actually already be zoned in the city. I can't remember. I haven't looked at it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think li- Bubba would have liked it. But but the city limits extends almost to the cemetery uh, on right before you get to Florence Road because, of course, we've got um, our solid waste. Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. The solid waste division is actually located um, on that side of town. And so as Murfreesboro has grown, um, we built our new, it's where all of the fleet is for the trucks, for the, you know, for the trash collection, for the citizens, that type of thing. I can't yeah. remember if it's Florence Road, what road that is, but it's parallel to the um, cemetery. And that's Roselawn, I think is what that is. Roselawn yeah, cemetery. it is. So I think the city limits goes right up to that. Um, so obviously, whether it hops the Horde property or encompasses the Horde property, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know if it's on both sides of the road going out, uh, but uh, I was listening the other day then when they were talking about the new uh, sports arena mm-hmm. that they're building, right? Um, Three hundred and something million dollars is what what I've heard. Uh, what in the world are they going to put in there? Uh, it, it's supposed to be something, some gigantic uh, uh, area that they're going to bring a number of sports in and, and be able to uh, 
uh, utilize that. I, and I guess they could bring in a lot of lot of people from all over the country that will be playing there. I, I have very little knowledge, as you can see, of what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I'm going to be a whole lot more help uh, in that matter. Um, I, I am excited um, for the potential for what Legacy Sports is talking about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, candidly, I know very little uh, outside of what's been publicly announced. Uh, just because the council was not involved, or at least I was not involved in those discussions. And so mm-hmm. related to exactly what's going to happen and when they're coming and, you know, the overall impact or the expectation from the city uh, to the developer uh, in regards, I think their, the announcement was $350 million in capital investment. Um, I, I was just not included, so I was kind of left out of that conversation. And so I don't know a whole lot uh, other than what's been released in the press. Do you know anything about legacy sports? I had never heard of them. I, I do not. Again, just what I have read, I, I know uh, in looking at the rendering that was um, made public, um, there are um, supposed to be some combination of volleyball, basketball, baseball. I've even heard ice rink, but pickleball, lots of different things that um, I think will attract uh, tourism and visitors mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, Murfreesboro, which is great. There's great infrastructure there at 840 and Broad Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what you'll also see um, if they do come, which, of course, the announcement's been made, but um, two years away is a long time, you know, as we start talking about planning, but there will need to be uh, or there will be an opportunity for other commercial development in that area to service, um, I think, uh, people that come here to participate in tournaments and you know leagues and other things there so I mean it has the potential to be a, a great economic engine but uh, again I just sadly I don't know a whole lot about it outside of what was announced do you know who initiated this well we so, all know us long timers here in yeah. Rutherford County at one time nobody was going to touch the hoard property right because the way it was set up uh, uh, in the inheritances, but uh, uh, the state changed that when they started building I-24, mm-hmm. and, and they pretty much took it over. Yep. And uh, now um, it's it, it, it's it's a question that we're all us old timers we're wanting to know who initiated this particular deal and and why they're coming in because. Um, there's very little knowledge that they've put out so far. Right. Well, um, all I can tell you is um, what I have heard from others that are involved. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, our Rutherford County Chamber of Commerce um, plays a critical role in recruitment uh, of jobs, you know, to Rutherford County and mm-hmm. Murfreesboro and the other municipalities benefit from that. And so, uh, as I understand it, uh, this opportunity was created by the, the Chamber of Commerce connecting the city of Murfreesboro to um, Legacy Sports and, and the owners of Legacy Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that probably came through the state, if I had to guess. But again, um, this was not widely shared. I think the mayor um, you know, was involved. But I'm not... Was a, it both mayors or, or... I think so. Um, so I think the city and county mayor were involved and i think this conversation has been going on for somewhere between six months to a year well they um, kept it quiet 
they did, and I think you know, largely kept it from the city council as well. I don't think the council was broadly involved in that. I think it was just the mayor. And so does Nate Williams know anything about it? I'm sure Nate knows all about it, but, <laughs> but generally as staff, um, you know, they're going to be integral in sort of vetting that and trying to sculpt that to make sure it's um, appropriate for the community. I mean, that's what we hire staff for uh, because they have those specific expertise, but um, how, Again, because I was not involved, how involved Nate was, I don't really know. But mm -hmm. um, my understanding is it originated through the chamber, um, whether that came through the state to the chamber or directly from Legacy Sports, I'm, I'm not sure. But um, was a little disappointed that uh, the chamber didn't receive more recognition in participating in that, you know, knowing the origin. And I think that goes back to, um, you know, the... Um, there are those in the city that feel like that Murfreesboro has not benefited uh, the way we should from an economic development standpoint, uh, you know, uh, from the chamber services. And, you know, I, I am one that, you know, I don't share that opinion. I feel like we're very lucky to have Paul, Paul Latour and, yeah. and the chamber staff. And, you know, they've been... Um, working hard to try to do what they can, but we're in competition a lot of times with Williamson County and Davidson County. And so there are lots of opportunities that come to Middle Tennessee that Murfreesboro does not win out on. And, you know, everybody has a little different spin on why that is the case. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm a big advocate for our chamber and, and for the effort, you know, that they put in. So, uh, but my understanding is it originated through the chamber and the city got involved and um, the city maybe with the county again i don't know exactly but was directly involved in negotiating and primarily that probably means the mayor and city manager craig tindall so so i i presume that there is there are going to be competitive groups that will come here uh to compete nationwide in in whatever sport that we offer out here and and, and there's a there's a ton of acreage out there as we all know yeah, it's, I think that's right, and I think one of the really um, unique opportunities uh, for that is for Murfreesboro to become the destination for some of those competitive sports and for people to come into town and, you know, maybe rent a hotel room for a night or two or longer and eat at the local restaurants and then pack up and go home. Uh, yeah. And so from, a, from an overall operating standpoint, uh, while there are probably some expenses associated with an influx of people coming in, um, tourism, if you will, um, there is not that responsibility to, um, you know, uh, the same type of responsibility to educate those folks as if they were residents, you know, from a school standpoint and provide a lot of the rolling services if they were living in Murfreesboro or Rutherford County because uh, it's very... Uh, from an economic standpoint, it's they, they come in, spend those dollars, and they leave. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that can be a real positive. Um, the details of that, again, I think because the announcement was just made and because the council was really not a part of it, I, I, I just, I don't know. Well, it's my understanding that uh, Bill Jones is going to put up a little booth out there. <laughs> With, Staff me with, with it with pinnacle <laughs> on it, and, and and you and Jenny are going to be there when all of the, the the big groups come in from out of the state. If that's what Bill Jones wants, that's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Janie, what are you going to do for Christmas? Well, we've got a party this weekend. We've got a party next weekend. And then Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, we'll go to Terry's family. And then Christmas Day, the kids will come over and Mom and Dad will come over. So, so you're going to be busy the whole time. Mm-hmm. Always am, but I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, your mom and dad are lucky to have you because I'm lucky to you have do them. you do so much. Oh yeah, I, I know that you wouldn't be here, but yeah. if it wasn't for them. But it's amazing how you have stepped in. As we get older, we need a little extra help as we go through all the trials and tribulations. It's tough of what to keep goes them in on. line sometimes, but. Well, let's put it this way. Bobby does a good job of keeping Larry in line. And I do a good job of keeping Mom in line. <laughs> she doesn't she, get a free pass I, in that I, department. I, I hope she's listening, <laughs> bless her heart. I'm sure she is. We were over there um, Sunday night and had a little Christmas with extended family, so yeah. they had a good time. You know, uh, as we lose family members like my grandparents and parents, uh uh, Christmas changes quite a bit, uh, but uh, as far as the way that you celebrate Christmas, pretty much stays the same through through all the things that we've been taught all these years and what Christmas is all about. I was uh, one of my sons was was saying he gets so angry when they just say it's a holiday season mm. instead of Christmas mm-hmm. season, and and, and I. And I agree with that because there is a particular reason that we yeah. have Christmas. Yeah. You know, everybody's got certain traditions, and I just hope that after we're all gone, our kids continue those. And you know, Times are different, but I hope they see the value in it. Yeah. I'll try to uh, save you a place when I'm gone and when you, you go to the next world the next afterlife it's <laughs> good planning it's very <laughs> if, if, if if i make it you know yeah. I, I was just w- thinking the same thing if i make it i'm gonna be right beside you yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that you know we all we step in in uh bad water every once in a while every one of us and you that's one of the things that always comes up in my mind what in the world mm-hmm. how in the world have i ever gonna make it in there and just it just bothers me i like to think surely my good far outweighs the bad so oh it does it does you you've got a lot of good in you and uh what are you doing ronnie whatever cynthia tells me to do that's what i'll do so so I, have you got your christmas trees all set up and all that yeah, I, I I didn't do any of that. I just carried what Cynthia told me to carry and moved it where she told me to move it. But I think we have six Christmas trees spread out through the house, and they're all decorated, and they look very nice. Uh, I enjoy them, but I did not do any of the work. So, Well, the kids are all coming to my house oh, that's for good. Christmas on Christmas Eve. Do you have a Christmas tree decorated? No. Well, you should. You need to do that. No, I'm not going to. Well, you probably should. When you get to be 80 years old, I want to see you up there decorating that well, tree. So, My so, mom put one up this year. Oh, did she? And she's 80 years old. Yeah? Is she watching that ankle of hers? I hope she is. Bless her heart. So as you well know, that, that tree's probably as much for the experience and for the family to share as it is mm-hmm. you. So they need to bring a tree with them <laughs> when they come. That's a fair point. Yeah. Now I used to go and get the tree down for Jackie. Okay. And and then she would. Uh, 
we quit having real trees, I guess, 25 years ago. Yeah. And, and uh, she could put all that stuff down. She, she has an artistic way of doing things. Okay. I have a sloppy way of doing things. And, and I just, she knew better than let me uh, put the ornaments and everything like that on the tree. But I remember what was those little silver things that would droop, droop down the uh, uh, icing? The uh, little, yeah. Oh, is it tinsel? Probably. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but they're individual little, and they get everywhere. Yeah. 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 And my grandmother would put a uh, envelope full of money for all of us uh, grandkids, and there was uh, eighteen of us at the time. And uh, bless her heart. We, we would get a dollar every year. I don't care how long it would be. But but you have special memories, just like my Uncle Ben. Uh, he would want to be Santa Claus, so he'd get up on top of the house and, oh, at, gosh. and, and bang around up there. And, you, and all the kids would get crazy because they knew that Santa, and they would want to run home at that time yeah. so that, that they would be home in bed before Santa Claus That's got funny. there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a special time, but I think hearts are warmer during this time of year. It goes by way too fast. Yeah, it's about the only part of us that's warm during mm -hmm. this kind of season. It's amazing. You know what you could do? You could get you one of those very simple uh, Charlie Brown Christmas trees. I think that would fit you well. You know I what think that it'd is? Be perfect. No, no. Yeah, it's just a very simple, elegant. Um, you lovely. mean went the what? Like he yeah. goes and cuts down a tree. Out and well, I think it's like Jan will show you a picture, but it's um, maybe um, a very simple tree. A simple tree. Yeah. Well, I like simple things. I don't like complicated things. Yeah, like maybe it has like one ornament or two ornaments. I'll see if I can find you a picture. You know, I'm the only person, I guess. I can't keep up with my eye drops that I have to put in my eyes. After you, after you have surgery, it's, it's complicated for me because I'm not used to those type things. But it helped. Surgery helped, right? So you can see great yeah, out of yeah, that eye. Yeah, I can see good. But I won't see perfectly until I get this other eye done tomorrow. And then hopefully uh, I won't ever have to wear glasses or anything. That's what you need right there. Oh, that's a little bitty. There you go. <laughs> I think you can put it in a box and pull it out and have it set up in probably a minute. Somebody just reached up and clipped one of the trees is what happened on this one. Like a branch? Yeah, <laughs> like a branch. That's what it, exactly what it looked like. I told you it was simple and elegant. <laughs> I don't know if I would use elegant. but Well, I hope one of my kids is listening today because I, I'm hopeful that they're going to bring in a tree uh, themselves. Oh, that's lovely. But it, but the Elegant. big part of it, you just enjoy being around you, yep. your friends and relatives, and that's pretty special. Uh, what do you guys do at the bank uh, for your customers? I know you brought me a couple of cards. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. We um, A lot of that depends on uh, whether clients are in town or out of town because, you know, a lot of people travel. So some people are, are here and some people are not. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, we sort of gauge what we do based on their availability, their schedule, because um, depending on the business that you're in, uh, end of year Christmas uh, mm -hmm. is a busier time for some than others. 
Um, the next two weeks, three weeks will be an extremely busy time for Jan and I and for a lot of the people that we do business with, uh, businesses and people that are in real estate, title companies, et cetera. Um, it is one of the busiest times of year for us. And so, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, in our business, um, people, um, for example, people have uh, financial reporting that they do in any mm -hmm. business. Sometimes that's monthly, quarterly, annually, but in the banking business, we're, we're required to do a lot of reporting. And um, all of it is important, but year-end reporting is um, significantly important from the standpoint that um, it is the metric which uh, regulators, shareholders kind of evaluate the performance of the bank. It wraps up a year's performance. Um, and so there's a lot of um, work to be done at year end to make sure that um, we are prepared not only for end of year, but, you know, we have momentum going into 2022. And so mm -hmm. that what that translates to is we spend a lot of time with clients. We spend a lot of time gathering information, uh, reporting information and doing everything we can to make sure that, uh, you close out the year well so that you can start the new year, um, with the wind at your back. So it's a busy time. Now, do you have a ladder that you look at the ones that have the most money in the bank? <laughs> They get the biggest presents. Doesn't really work. And then, that. Really work as like you that. go on, oh, it doesn't. I no. figured. I, I just wonder why I only got a card. Yeah. <laughs> we we knew we were going to. So it goes back to availability mm -hmm. and schedule and where people are around. And so, mm -hmm. um, when we have an opportunity to interact, you know, we we do try to do something, um, a little something for all of our clients, whether it's a card or something, just to let them know that we're. We're thinking of them. Or a Christmas then, tree. Or, yeah, a Christmas mm -hmm. tree. Um, but, uh, you know, again, we knew we were going to see you today, so it allowed us the opportunity to do something a little outside the box. And so well, I'm glad we could do that. I really appreciate that more more than you know. It was Jan's idea. She did it. <laughs> well, I was looking at, you know, there's good things and bad things about the economy, as we all know. Mm -hmm. there, there's something always spurs another thing as far as an economic uh, uh, process, um, inflation is hitting us right now. Yeah. And it's hitting us pretty pretty rough, as as, as we know. Uh, I was, um, I don't understand what's going on. And I think that's a, lo a big part of the inflation process because I don't think government understands anything that's going on. Sure. I, I see where they're... Uh, our illustrious president is uh, putting up uh, electrical boxes for the the uh, electric cars that are coming out, which I'm uh, I absolutely hate. I'm not going to drive an electric car. I can tell you that. As long why. as I can find some gasoline somewhere. <laughs> so I, so let's talk about that. Tell me tell me why. I d I just don't I just don't. Uh, like them I, I don't like them and i don't trust them and where in the world are they going to bury all these batteries that they're going to run out are you talking about uh what's going on in a negative way as, as far as cars and gasoline that won't even compare to to what they're going to be having to deal with when all of this starts now, do you think that what do you think about electric cars 
and trucks. Oh, don't tell me you're going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jan. Um, well, so let's go back to this battery point you made. Yeah. Do you think that, and I'm, I just think this is interesting, do you think that there will be more batteries because we're using electric vehicles? Because all cars have batteries in them today. Not like this. Not so it's like the type that. of battery. Yes, it's going to be an erosion process. Okay. It's going to affect the country. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm actually I'm not happy with anything that's going on right now. To be perfectly honest with you, we just got through talking about the season yeah. and how good it felt. So let's keep all that in perspective. I am trying to keep that in perspective, uh, but um, you, you talk about inflation. Yep. Um, I'm sure the bank is going to respond to the inflation that's going on with. An interest rate process that's going on. That uh, mine is zero zero one, okay. I think. <clears throat> now, how much money can you make with zero zero one percent interest? Well, you got to keep in perspective, and yes. I have this conversation I, I, <laughs> with lots of people. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Most people that are in business, yeah. um, their expectation on profit margin, if you will, mm -hmm. is somewhere in the 10, 20, 30 percent. That's yes. what businesses operate to try to earn those types of returns. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind that the primary revenue source for banks is interest income. Yeah. And um, generally speaking, uh, when you think about the low interest rates that people are earning on deposits, mm -hmm. they're also borrowing at historically low interest rates. Mm -hmm. And so the spread between the two for banks, commercial banks specifically, is what we refer to as an interest margin. And so unlike um, most businesses who would have a, a gross margin or a net margin of 10 or 20 or 30 percent, maybe 50 percent, depending on the business, mm -hmm. uh, when banks are in the three to four percent margin place, it's just hard to pay three to four percent on deposits, which is largely what people have you know, grown accustomed to on their mm -hmm. deposits, because then there's zero margin. And yeah. so, you know, you've got to. Uh, I think like anything, you got to take the good uh, with the challenging. And, and the good thing is that borrowers are borrowing at historic lows. That doesn't help you because you're no. not borrowing. But it gains access to housing. It gives people an opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, lock in long-term mortgage rates, uh, to invest in their business, to buy equipment at really low borrowing rates. And so that's supposed to be good. And so you, you balance this out with the inflation, you know, and for um, most people um, that are listening, that means stuff costs more, right? So mm -hmm. when I go to the grocery store, it costs more. Anything that I buy, consumer goods cost more, gasoline costs more, uh, housing costs more. And so I think, you know, our, our federal government has some tools that they can use uh, to try to help control inflation. The majority of that is um, effectively done through monetary policy, which mm -hmm. is done through conducted through the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. And so I know, <clears throat> I think the number I heard was like 6% inflation um, um, on recently, I can't remember if it was quarterly or an annual measure, um, but that was the biggest number we've had in like 20 or 30 years, mm -hmm. which is an issue. I mean, that's a problem. Uh, and the, the other side of that is, um, if wages, if wage growth is growing to match inflation, I'm not going to say there's not a problem, but people feel it less keenly than they would if wage growth is stagnant, which means you're making the same, 
but everything costs more. If you're making more and everything costs more, usually people can find a way to make that work out. But, you know, it is a, a cause for concern, and one of the Federal Reserve's primary mandates is to control inflation with the tools that they have through monetary policy. And so I hope they get that under control. Um, I, I'm not smart enough to know exactly what they should be doing or how they should be doing it, but clearly um, if wages do not continue to grow, um, there has to be something done to, within the degree that we can do it about uh, prices going up, average prices for goods and services, because that, that makes everybody have less, which is tough. Let's see, that makes you, you, you – you're a winner no matter what happens. Me but, and Ronnie Martin, thank you very much. I yeah, because – <laughs> You, or you mean the bank? You, well, uh, the bank is, you know, is having problems sure, sure. with it, as we all know. But the government, the city, is, 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 is they're really ramping up with all the monies coming in from uh, all these businesses, new yep. homes, and all the people that are moving in. So you're doing well. It, it's just as poor old average guys like me. See, we over the years we would buy homes at eleven percent interest and, right. and all of those things, and we'd have to save and save and save just to have something to put down on a home. Right. And then, as we um, started to get a little bit more income coming in, uh, we we'd step up uh, to another home. Right. We, did, we didn't go in full throttle like they do today. I mean, it was piecemeal as as you buy. Uh, a, a, a larger house and maybe have a little bit more property so you were working pretty much a lot of us 18 hours a day i mean it was it the best, was amazing the best generation yeah and we and then we started putting monies in the bank and uh after 40 something years of working in places and then see i'm still working so you can see that uh and I keep hoping that one of these days, the interest rate is going to go up for us poor middle-class people that are trying to put money in there so that we can gain. It's a big savings for us. Well, here's what I will promise you. If interest rates go back oh, to you, 11%. You're right. You changed. No, I promise you this. If No, he did change, did he? <laughs> the sound? Yeah. I uh, can't hear anything anyway. <laughs> if interest rates go back to 11%, yeah, uh, I can promise you, you'll easily be able to find four and five percent uh, fixed rate income money. You'll be able to find that again. If it goes up eleven percent, I only get four <laughs> percent. I am never satisfied. That something doesn't. Uh, hey, you know that point you brought up about the city doing real well with yeah, all the revenues. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about that. Can we okay. talk about that? Yeah, we can. So. Um, you're right. Um, the city and I think the county has probably received uh, record collections from the standpoint of yeah. sales tax, property tax, and those sorts of things. Um, and that theoretically should take some relief uh, off of, uh, let's say, property tax pressures, right? Yeah. Because if you've got an abundance of revenue coming in, you have less dependence on increase in tax rates. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that uh, I've been disappointed that we've not been able to get on the table and keep on the table and talk about, uh, and, you know, I, I do a lot, of, we do a lot of real estate lending, and so, you know, my friends that build houses won't appreciate me making this comment, um, but I know everybody's doing real well in the real estate, you know, business. 
Um, and I'm happy for them. And I am too. Because they, they, they took a lick a few they years did. ago. Yeah. For those that were around in 2007 or 8 or 9, yeah. 10, they're recovering some of those losses, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, but one of the things in the city that um, I, I believe um, we got behind with and one of the mistakes we made 10 years ago, 15 years ago, is uh, we did not have impact fees in the city. Now, the county has that, uh, and I think just made some adjustments to it, and you heard very little commentary about that. There was not a whole lot of you know backlash or uh, from the real estate development community. Yeah. Um, it's been disappointing to me that uh, we have not been proactive about putting those impact fees in place for the city Mm-hmm. to help pay for infrastructure and road building. You know, we've used some of the MED proceeds to try to leverage that, which um, I, I don't argue that um, leveraging uh, proceeds with the state to get them to speed up projects is a bad use of money. I think that's a good use of money. Mm-hmm. Um, my argument would be the source of those monies and taking, again, one-time non-recurring sources of income to pay for something that is really a long-term improvement to the community. And so, you know, I've been disappointed that in this really robust time where tax collections are good, both property taxes and uh, sales taxes, that we continue to kind of kick this can down the road of impact fees because I think long-term, if Murfreesboro is going to be, going to continue to be a fast-growing city, and I think it will continue to be a fast-growing city, will never outpace the need for infrastructure if we don't have some additional revenue sources. And so, you know, it's, it's real easy, I think, for, for elected officials in the moment that are serving in the moment to say, hey, we don't have a problem, let's don't, let's don't make hard choices. But um, I, I've been really disappointed that, you know, we've been having an impact fee discussion in the city for almost two years, and we've paid money to have reports produced to make recommendations on what we should do and we just can't we can't seem to move forward with it so it's disappointing to me are you able to keep up with the growth i i I know that um we we never are able to catch up simply by growth coming in and uh, with all the things the changes as far as uh so, so many companies have moved in here by the way well you wouldn't know though because I, I i i i'm, on the, I'm on the council which is why i wouldn't know yeah well well the thing about this sports com coming in right. a lot of times governments will give up uh taxes and other things to bring those major companies in like that i don't know i haven't talked to anybody yet that knows anything about them so that's a very uh, astute observation on your point i i don't on your part um so you know there was the discussion about 350 million dollars in capital investment mm-hmm. um it would be unlikely that legacy sports would come here and invest that sort of money without some expectation from the city and or the county. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it has crossed my mind that uh, maybe part of the reason that, you know, I was not aware of the conversation and involved in the conversation is there have been some discussions or surrounding things that maybe someone thinks I might not support, may not be supportive of that. And so I don't know what... That's ex- not good business to leave you out. It, it, 
it just because that you have some feelings about that 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 may not be in in the best interest of the community or the or the city well i think i agree with that point i think in this case um i don't know who was left out and who was in the loop so it's really hard to know mm -hmm. um but um the reality is it's not like i'm not capable of processing what that might be i mean i've yeah. got a background in banking and finance and so i understand um you know investment uh i understand um the the tax incentive and the rebates and what we do and why we do that and largely have been supportive of those things mm -hmm. um whether and i know that's a contentious thing for some people some people feel like they would label that corporate welfare right mm -hmm. so why would we do something for a large business that we wouldn't do for a small business and and to an extent i think that's a fair point and it's a fair conversation um what what is troubling is when to your point um if if this new business coming to town has the expectations of some sort of tax incentive and rebate um why was the council not involved in that why we did not talk about that before they got here why was the announcement made before we had that discussion i can't answer any of those things because i don't know why we would not have done that so um you know and and i think what you hear largely is um, hey these things have to be top secret and you can't share this stuff because it might get out and you know i talked about earlier that um, there's a lot of competition for business development and for for relocation of opportunity in mm -hmm. our city and county we're competing with nashville we're competing with <clears throat> williamson county but i think it's a sad state of affairs when you would lean on that to the extent where you say your local elected officials can't be trusted to share that information with i mean i think that's tough um or all of your local officials you can't trust them to have that conversation so you know how that works out um what we're what we are going to offer if anything again i just do not know because i'm i'm not in the i'm not in the loop on that but my guess is there'll be something that comes to council um <clears throat> that we will have to weigh the benefits of whatever deferment incentive that we might offer legacy and you know um it is um probably not an accident that uh we'll have to make that decision after the announcement and the excitement of bringing something here so you have the shiny object right look at all this wonderful stuff we're going to have and then you'll have a handful of legislators in this case it'll be the city council and probably the county commission or the idb board that have to make a decision about what tax incentives there are and so uh it won't be easy for those who have to make a decision about those things to combat um you know the excitement that's coming and created and maybe that's why it was done that way i don't know well somebody's going to have to polish that shiny uh object and uh, the infrastru infrastructure in Murfreesboro especially will change drastically because of all the traffic, all, all the, the places that you will have to add roads. You'll right. have to add uh, people in, in your government, especially law enforcement officers and, and um, the uh, fire trucks running up and down the road. So right. uh, it's amazing that... Uh, you guys and, and, and the, the county commissioners should be in the first ones to have uh, learned of that particular situation going on. 
I would think that's the way it should work. But again, um, I'm a, uh, I've only been in uh, local government for going on, I guess, about four years now. And so I'm sure there's something I'm missing. I'm sure there's a piece I don't understand. Uh, I just think it's a sad case that um, for any argument to be made that you can't trust your local elected officials um, when you have the expectation for them to be the final decision maker on tax decisions or tax rebates. Um, that's a sad state of affairs, especially for the average citizen that wants to feel like that, you know, I, I've got an elected body that uh, I put in place to help make decisions for the good of the city. You know, if we're not involved on the front end of those conversations, um, I, I think that's it's troubling to me, but it may not be troubling to everybody else. Yeah. Well, you know, the ones that you hear the most from are the people that's been here uh, for four or five generations. They uh, they uh, have watched it grow, and uh, like you, yeah, like me, yeah, yeah, like me. And all the 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 negative things that I see, of course, would be the traffic and and right. all the other things that are going on with our solid waste and. <clears throat> those particular issues and uh, it, it seemed I don't want to see us get into of course I won't be here but somewhere along the line we're going to turn into a Nashville or an Atlanta or or something like that and and that's a, not a pleasant thought for me for what my uh, grandkids and great-grandkids are going to see um, happen here and uh, I, I, that's one thing that I've always been very supportive of. You, you, you look at the entire scope of what it's going to do. When, when things change, you want to know how it's going to affect uh, the, the lifestyles that, that what, what we have right here. And it, people are moving in here because they want what we've got. But what uh, a large amount of people moving in here is not what we want because it's going to change everything that that we've had in in a special way all these years. You know, it's interesting. Um, <clears throat> we work with a company um, that's located in Williamson County um, on the banking side, mm -hmm. and one of the owners is from California. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we talk a lot about people moving to Middle Tennessee and moving here from Illinois, New York, California, and um, what what they look like or what their purchase behavior is or their economic behavior is when they get here yeah they're selling a home generally speaking that is worth multiple of what the same home is worth here oh yeah so they buy a home at a huge discount maybe a third of the price but when you talk about taxes being low and um you know cost of living and and all of that it's just amazing how relative that is and i don't I don't contrast and compare California, good or bad. Mm -hmm. I, I do it just because there are some facts when you look at what people in California pay in taxes yeah. versus, or Illinois for that matter, versus what people in Murfreesboro, Tennessee pay in taxes. Yeah. And we were doing some, some cash flow analysis on, um, on this company. And when you do that, you look at the company, you also look at the individual. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what the individual is paying, not only in federal income taxes, but in state and local property taxes, they were paying more in property taxes than they were paying in income tax. And I think uh, most people yeah. can't say that in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, some, no. some can, you know, but um, most people can't say that, I think, in Murfreesboro. Your, your, your federal income tax is probably significantly higher than your, your property tax. But... Uh, 
Let's take a quick. Let's do it. Let you rest. That sounds good. All right. We'll be back in a second. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Guys, it's important to prioritize your health. This is Scott, and I recommend getting an annual health assessment at Low T Center in Murfreesboro where they check all your levels, not just testosterone. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness, and they make it quick and easy to take care of your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. Low T Center offers the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments shipped directly to your home for only $155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. At Low T Center, most health insurance is accepted. Schedule your appointment online right now at LowTCenter.com. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Are you suffering from bad gift giving? Look for the signs. Do people avoid eye contact when opening your gifts? When your friends say, you really shouldn't have, do they really mean you really shouldn't have? On more than one occasion, have you been re-gifted the same gift you gifted that person the year before? If so, the new Holiday Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery might be right for you. Available now at your local retailer. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Side effects include invitations to more parties and less awkward looks at gift exchanges. Dashing through the store with a dollar in your hand. Through the aisles you go, isn't winning grand. Scratch your ticket now, blow away the dust. And if you've got the luck, you could win some bucks. Oh, Tennessee Lottery, make your season green. It just takes a little luck, a dollar and a dream. Hey, Tennessee Lottery, making spirits bright. Oh, I thought it is to play the lottery tonight. Play new holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. And I would highly recommend Adams Place as a place to enjoy life. It's comfortable. The settings are homelike and not sterile. Adams Place is a place they're looking out for you. You feel at home. And I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people here I already knew. To get back to the food, I want to say one thing. The chef does a fabulous job here. I'm Larry Castelli. You know, I would highly recommend Adams Place. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. South winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 45. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicic on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. 
Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Jan and Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, uh, Excuse me, or Jan, either one. Uh, how how much how far are we away from the bank actually opening up the new bank? First Jan? quarter. That's what I think. Yeah, End of the first, first quarter. quarter. Maybe per three months, two or three months. Three. Oh wow, good. that's going to be quicker. I, yeah, I've been driving by it and looking at it. Uh, I, I'm afraid to drive by uh, the bank too much because. It's my understanding that my section of the bank <laughs> over off Manchester Highway uh, had a bank robbery there. <laughs> I and I was, was I was so upset. I, I called uh, um, um, somebody over there. I can't remember who it was. And I said, did they steal my money or, or was it somebody <laughs> else's money? It's all one pot. It's, in it's one all bucket. one pot. And insured. FDIC yeah. insured. So there you go. And the city caught him. And it's my understanding the bank employees there at the bank were uh, responsible for him being apprehended. Well, I didn't know that. That's yeah, good. yeah. So I was proud of him. Yep. Yeah. Poor little fella. He he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't do very well, did he? Well, and look, <clears throat> it goes back to um, I think statistically it's a proven fact that around the holidays, uh, I think. Another local bank was robbed yesterday, First, first Tennessee, First Horizon. Um, you see more of those desperate type actions around the holidays, and it's because people feel very desperate. Punch your code in. Brian sent a message. I'm, I'm listening, Ryan. This is your user <laughs> banking and email password that we're entering. <laughs> she he told you to how see, to do it. I just need to see the picture he sent. Oh, Jan, the little black box that looks <laughs> like you. this. Got it. Got okay. It. Yeah. All right. Got it. But, but it is. I mean, the holidays are a stressful time, and for those that, you know, are feeling desperate or are having difficult times, yeah, it's really sad that, uh, you know, they are not master thieves and bank robbers. They are folks that, you know, either have generally some sort of addiction issue yeah. or are in serious distress. But most bank robberies occur around the holidays. Or it could be like, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Do you remember what happened to the bank at the It's a Wonderful Life? I do. Um, they did a run on the bank. Yeah, they did a run on the bank. Mm -hmm. Caller, welcome aboard with Ronnie and Jan. Uh, good morning, Mr. Jones. Uh, you were talking about this sport complex is supposed to be coming? Yes. Um. If you would read Saturday's D and J last week, you'll find all out all about that thing. Uh, I don't know if it's good or bad. It may be bad for traffic, but they have a large one that's to be completed in Mesa. I believe it was Mesa, Arizona, and this one in Murfreesboro will be the second one in the United States. It's supposed to bring a thousand jobs, 
the owner was involved in the sale of this land, and it's a million square feet for recreation and professional sports, performance venues, and so forth, with a 6,000-seat arena, outdoor amphitheater, theater, and it is said uh, from someone who is with the state of Tennessee that it would save Rutherford County taxpayers $350 a year on their taxes. And I, as a senior citizen, would appreciate that very much. So I'll bet. I, I don't know. But uh, it sounds like a good thing, but we're getting too much traffic here. Yeah. It's it's hard to really put anything in perspective now, as much as there's so many things going on that affect the economy and the, and the way of life and all of those things. And we have been blessed to have Ronnie on the city council for for uh, four or five years. But I don't, uh, uh, as well versed as he is in finance and and seeing how things. Uh, will develop as time goes on. I, I'm shocked that uh, he was not uh, part of the uh, discussion. All right, we got another caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about some of the decisions were made earlier about the racetrack over here. Uh, Rutherford okay. County didn't want nothing to do with it. Well, the state come out there and put water and sewer out there to it. When you go from the racetrack towards I-40, there's nothing but warehouses on both sides. You get on the Rutherford County side, and there ain't nothing but cedars and rocks. It'll never be no different. And this sports thing, they're going to have to sell a lot of hot dogs, cokes, to make that kind of money. And the bankers sitting there with you can tell you, most of the corporations run on credit. I'd hate to think what their payment's going to be every year on that kind of money. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. That sounds like a question for you, Ronnie. Well, it's a great question. <clears throat> um, I presume uh, that that $350 million in total investment will be something that's done over a period of time, mm -hmm. not at one particular point in time. Yeah. And so if if the legacy sports venue operates like most venues do mm -hmm. um there'll be um there'll be a certain amount of equity that goes up front so that's cash so you don't borrow money on cash right yeah. so you that's your contribution and then whatever uh, uh leverage sources they have my guess is it will be many banks it might just be one mm -hmm. um you know generally what happens is you you phase those developments where you're creating some income to offset the current debt as you expand. So the more debt you accumulate, the more income you have to service the debt. And so yeah. I, I doubt, for example, that if it's a $350 million investment, all of that is debt. Some would be equity. Mm -hmm. And so let's just say, you know, um, they put hundred million dollars in and borrow $250 million to do that. I don't, I don't know that that's what it would look like, but let's yeah. say it does. Then you're talking about <clears throat> basically the equity has an opportunity to start creating some revenue before you start paying on the debt service uh, on the borrowing piece. Uh, and even when you do that, in many cases, because it's going to be built, you know, we do a lot of construction lending. Uh, that's what uh, Jan and I probably at least 50% of what we do is construction lending. Um, but you know, if someone borrows 
$200 million for a project, they don't fully advance the $200 million up front and then pay interest on $200 million from day one. Mm -hmm. They might advance um, one-tenth or one-fiftieth of that money and then continue to draw that money up to the total as they're making the improvements. And so, um, again, not being intimately involved with the project, um, whether it be on the banking side or on the um, development side, um, I don't know a lot about that, but it, my guess is it would be like any other development, which is it would be done in phases. Um, you would also have um, out parcels that I'm sure will be sold as a part of the overall development. So, I mean, they would sell out parcels to help support maybe, and again, this is all speculation, <clears throat> some hotel, retail, restaurant type stuff to support venues like that. Because, you know, uh, to the caller's uh, earlier point, what you do not want is this huge development with no uh, services that can support and sustain the development. So people that are coming to play, whether it be a team from out of town, do you want them to drive to the avenue, which we already have kind of a bottleneck issue at the avenue, which is where a lot of our hotels are located, the convention mm -hmm. center is located. Well, you'd probably want a hotel site closer to this. You wouldn't want everybody to go to, you know, Broad Street uh, to, to dine at the restaurants there. You probably want some investment in franchise fast food, sit down fast food, those types of services to help support the commercial development. So I think there are a lot of exciting, potentially exciting things that could come from this. Um, and look to the ladies' uh, point, it's the second in the country, maybe in the world, uh, complex like this. So, I mean, you know, it's an amazing opportunity for our city and county. Uh, and in no way am, am I, you know, telegraphing a message that I'm not supportive of it. I am supportive of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just, you know, stating the fact that I don't have all the information about what the expectations are from the developer with regard to what they want in turn you know, in exchange for coming to Murfreesboro and making those investments. And so we just have to be prudent about that because, you know, when we offer incentives to developers, um, uh, to the same point um, the caller made about helping taxes and helping improve, um, you know, uh, save property taxes and things like that they'd be paying, mm -hmm. uh, we got to make sure we know the numbers on those things because a lot of times when we talk about that, they're very nebulous numbers. They're numbers that work on paper, but, um, you know, what are they asking from us and what do they want from us in exchange? And, you know, I, I don't think it's unfair for them to have expectations uh, of our community uh, if they're going to invest that. But we just have to really understand that before we just automatically say, yeah, we're in. No matter what the expense is, no matter what they want, we'll do it. Well, the way the economy is jumping around right now, it's hard to put a finger on, on anything because it, it, just like you guys, uh, the bank uh, loans out a lot, a lot of money to all of these new buyers. And uh, when it's something like 3% mm -hmm. uh, of the interest rate that, that's coming in there, um, it, that's it's pretty solid but it's precarious at the same time well you got to think too <clears throat> um, a lot of people um, banks do very well and um, you know it's easy to pick on the bank depending upon where, what seat you sit in and what perspective you're coming yeah. from but uh, what I will say too is you know when you start talking about having a 
4% operating margin, you know, on loans, net interest margin on yeah. loans. Uh, you can't make a whole lot of mistakes when you're lending money at 4% um, yeah. because you make one or two bad loans, 4%'s gone. And yeah. so, you know, we still have uh, operating expenses. You've got employees that, you know, are counting on, um, you know, having a job, which is important. And um, so there's a lot that goes into working through that. When you've got a company that, that can successfully make money and reward shareholders and be a part of the community and put people in the community, um, you know, first, which I think Pinnacle does in, in many, many ways, um, and you can do that on a, a 4% net interest margin. I mean, I think that's something to be proud of because there are a lot of businesses out there that couldn't function on 4%. So, do you have any idea at all when that subject will be uh, in the city council where you can? I do not. So, um, you know, I think it will be interesting to see. Um, um, so, you know, next year is an election year. Yeah. And so a lot of these things, I think, if I step away from my direct involvement, uh, I think it's pretty fascinating to... Um, watch decisions that are made by um you know those that are in government whether they serve in government or serve as elected officials mm -hmm. and how election seasons impact what we do mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it will be very interesting to see um you know my seat uh madeline scale's seat rick lance's seat and the mayor's uh, position is um, up for re-election and so um, I think I'm the only one that has been very public about not, you know, running for city council again. Uh, I, I have no clue what those others intend to do, nor do I know exactly how this, this issue, legacy sports, whether or not we vote on some tax relief for them. Mm -hmm. um, my guess is it will happen before the upcoming election, um, but I don't know that. And so, but they are talking about I think the paper said 2024, this being online, which is just two years away. Well, if I'm the investor, if I'm the developer, I probably want to know exactly what I can count on from the city and county pretty quickly before I do anything. Yeah. So if I had to guess, I would say early 2022, we'll be having this conversation. Well, Jenny will still be around. Hmm? Will I still be around? Yeah. Yes, she will. If he plays his cards right. <laughs> well, I hate to see you leave, Ronnie. I really do. You've, you've done a great job over there. And you, you just can't have uh, – everybody can't be satisfied with a lot of the things that are brought into the city council. Sure. And you see very few uh, nay votes in there uh, with, with something they're pushing. Right. Except Ronnie. <laughs> Thanks, Truman. Well, I think, you know, I appreciate you've been... Not that... Not, well, you, you do your... Uh, research and you, Yeah, you do all your research work and, and on everything it comes to, Whether it may be uh, one of the more important things or not, you research everything that goes across your table. And I think that's amazing. It's something that everybody should do. Well, I try and really, really appreciate your support and encouragement, you know, over the past... Um, three years, four years, <clears throat> I have learned a lot. And I think like most things, 
um, you know, you get out of service what you put into it. Um, yeah. I've learned much more than I ever possibly thought I could learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's been pretty humbling to be a part of that process. Uh, I'm very thankful to have had the opportunity to serve. Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm ready to spend more time with my family and do some other things. And what that means, I just haven't figured out yet. So. I think Bill's ready for you to spend more time back at the bank. What do you think? <laughs> I, I will, uh, whatever Mr. Jones wants me to do, I'll be happy to do. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed both of you. You're always a lot of fun. And uh, I, I've had a lot of comments when, when you guys come on. So we enjoy it, being it's here. pretty special. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning. No, wait a minute, I won't. You won't either. I won't even be seeing anything <laughs> at all tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. I'm sure it'll yeah. go well. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, All right guys. We'll see you. Bye. Now, you may not hear Truman in the morning live, but we will have a best of The Truman Show tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, a short edition of The Truman Show because we've got Middle Tennessee football as they take on Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl. Pre-game begins at 930. Right here on News Radio WGNS. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.